1: The Need for Wisdom, that's the subject of our time today, next on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. It's not just smarts, nor is it knowledge combination of the two, wisdom. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore. Today we're in Proverbs chapter 4, focusing in on verse 7, message entitled, The Value of Wisdom. If you've ever wondered why wisdom is so necessary in the life of a believer, well, we have a message designed just for you today. Won't you join us? Again, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 11. From The Well, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
2: Let's go to Book of Proverbs, chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses verse 7. We're going to look at verse 7 here. One of the things that you'll hear me talk about a lot in the church, and I continue to reiterate, is our need of wisdom. We need wisdom. We need God to supernaturally impart to us Wisdom that comes from the throne of God, and and in this church we want to be individuals that are wise, wise when it comes to how to deal with spiritual things, but also wise when it comes to how to deal with just natural things. God is looking for us to be people that are filled with wisdom, and so I want to come to this again and talk to you about the value of wisdom. Oftentimes we major on knowledge, but we fail to realize that really what gives knowledge its punch in life is, is wisdom. Because wisdom really is is the ability to rightly apply that which I have learned. It's the right application of knowledge. You can have the knowledge of a thing and, and still be foolish because of the fact that you don't know how to rightly apply that which you've received. Knowledge doesn't really help doesn't really help you until you know how to rightly apply it. And this was the thing. Jesus knew so many things, but it always seemed as though Jesus knew what to do, what to say, and how to respond in every situation or circumstance that he was in. You never get the glimpse when you're reading the Gospels that Jesus was confused. He didn't know what to do. He was scratching his head that he was trying to figure something out. That he, was, that he was stressed to the point to where he didn't know what to do. That he was, And I think it's the same thing for us. It doesn't mean that we won't have moments. Because yes, we're still human. But realize, saints, that God wants to give you wisdom on your job. Wisdom in the board meeting. Wisdom in the business meeting. Wisdom when it comes to school. I want our children in this church to be the wisest kids in the class. Can I have an amen? Whether they're in elementary school, they're in high school, or they're in college, that they're wise. That when teachers think about them, that, that young man, that young woman is a man of wisdom. And it's the same thing when it comes to being in the church. We want to know from a church standpoint what to do. We, we've got the knowledge on how to do it, but what's the timing of it? What does God say about the timing? That's a matter of wisdom. What does God say about the connections that we make? So listen to me. So what happens is wisdom is the, is the thing that we should be looking for. Unfortunately, saints, what happens to most people, they're so bent on accumulating knowledge. The Bible says that knowledge puffs up. You can be prideful and know a lot of things. But if you do not know how to rightly apply the knowledge that you have, then you're still, if you will, you're still being foolish. It takes an individual that values wisdom. And there's so many things that we can, we can get from wisdom. Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4, Proverbs, verse 7, chapter 4 in the book of Proverbs. Look what it says. Verse 7, Proverbs 4 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And all you're getting. He says, get what? Understand. And so he says, wisdom is the principal thing. It's the first thing. It's the thing that we should covet and desire and yearn for and want more than anything. He says, when it comes to life, he says, wisdom is the principal thing. This is the first thing I want to get. And walking with God, God, give me wisdom. It's amazing how Solomon, when asked about what he wanted, Because he was, he knew God and he knew the value of it and he respected it. When God came to him and asked him, what do you want? What do you dream of? What are you after? What can I do for you? God comes to him and says, what do you want me to give you? And it's amazing. Most of us would have said, I want a house. Give me a car. Give me the the wife of my dreams or the husband of my dreams. I want a billion dollars. Solomon said, I just want wisdom and how to lead your people. This tells us it's, it's, it's important because he realized that wisdom was the principal thing. It takes wisdom to be a husband. It takes wisdom to lead your family. It takes wisdom to, to lead your, to be a wife. It takes wisdom on how to deal with your children. It takes wisdom. And wisdom is the principal thing. But we don't pray about wisdom a lot. We don't take time to value wisdom. And God is looking for us to be people that when it comes to wisdom, it's in our heart. Lord, God, I want wisdom in my life. I want to know how to rightly. I don't have to know everything. I just need to know how to apply that which I already know. Help me, God. Help me. It's the principal thing. Saints, we have to get out of this mold where we're praying for all this other stuff. When God is saying, would you just take time to pray for some wisdom? Would you just take time to pray for some wisdom? Why? Because the scripture says in verse seven, that wisdom is the principal thing. It's the thing that comes first. It's the thing that we should be looking for. He says, therefore, get wisdom. Get it i have to do the best that i can to god to help god to allow god to help me to access wisdom whether he does it supernaturally imparts to me whether he does it through his word where whether he does it by getting me a, around wise people it's one of the ways in which i'm going to get wisdom is i got to get around wise people I have to get around people that I know that are full of the wisdom of God. And wise people, being wise isn't just a matter of age. You can be older and still foolish. Can I have an amen? amen? We want to get around people when they have a track record. They see this person is wise, man. They're not foolish. You see the track record. Doesn't matter how old you are. You can be very old and not have a lot of wisdom. So wisdom is the what thing principle thing it's the principal thing this is what we want go to proverbs 8 and let's look at verse 11 it says here in verse 11 it says wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her think about this i love this it says for wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be. That there's no comparison with any other thing except wisdom. If you have wisdom, you can get all the other things. You have wisdom, you gain access to it. You know, it's amazing because even Solomon, God says, he, he, tells, he tells God, I want wisdom. And then God blesses him with everything else prospers him blesses him but what happens to us saying sometimes we don't see the value in it we have to stop and say god it's more valuable than rubies and nothing else can compare with her i want this this is how value these two last two verses what i want to do is i want to set this in your mind this is very valuable in my life i need this i have to have this in my life i want if god said wisdom is the principal thing and is better than rubies, and nothing else can can be compared with her. Then I want that. It's my covenant right in the sight of God to have it. I'm going to go after it. Whatever it takes for me to get that, then I'm going to get it. It is amazing how people will go the extra mile to get that job because they want to make money. They'll go the extra mile. They'll dig all in the side of mountains and all down miles into hills to get a diamond. Or a ruby, or to get some gold. People sit outside. We have people move to California back in the day and they get up in the mountains and they sit out and, and they take their sifters and they're looking for gold because they consider it to be valuable. But how many people will stop and say, God, what, what does it take for me to get wisdom? I want wisdom in my life. I've got to have it in my life. I don't want to be a foolish person. I want to be a person that's full of the wisdom of God. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 9. Let's look at verse 10. So this verse is very good because it tells us how to get started with wisdom. How to start the process to access wisdom in our lives. Look what it says. Verse 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, this is amazing because even from a a doctrinal and a theological standpoint, this really shatters some of the, you know, the misconceptions about God and who he is and what he's looking for and how a lot of times when we think about accessing wisdom, you would think that it was the love of God the grace of God, the mercy of God. But the Bible tells us very clearly here that if I'm going to access wisdom and if I'm going to understand it, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Having an awe of who God is, a reverential respect and fear of who he is. That when nobody else is around that God is on my conscience and I don't need my accountability partners to keep me away from junk in my life. Because I know God is always watching. And I love him. I care about him. But I also have a healthy fear of who he is. Because he's not just my father he's not just my god he is someone this says, we have to get this in our mind that god doesn't play look at your neighbor and tell him you better ask somebody come on tell somebody else you better ask somebody we had to learn to fear god and when we learn to fear god we're positioning ourselves to access his wisdom Because wisdom, at the end of the day, he's the source of it. I can't access his wisdom if I don't respect him. I don't honor him. I don't fear him. I don't have a a healthy understanding of who he really is. There's no way that I'm going to, he's going to open up the treasure chest of wisdom and begin to pour wisdom out on me if if I'm disrespectful. God knows he loves me. I can do what I want to do. don't read our bibles enough god doesn't play he loves us but we have to have a healthy respect and i think this is one of the things that's hindering the hindering churches all over the world is is that we don't we don't tell people enough about the fear of god and then when something happens we all we're always blaming the devil and sometimes it's god can i have an amen it's god I can remember in my own life there's things I, I can remember and I tell I told you guys this story when I before I got saved and I knew I was I was kind of going down this path that I was choosing the wrong direction and 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 God was I knew that God was kind of pulling on my life what am I going to do with my life and and I got this man I feel like I would tell my my friends and stuff, I feel like God is calling me. He's, you know, I need to repent and, and I need to get right with God. And, and I don't know why I keep on doing this stupid stuff, man. And I need to, man, I can't, I got to stop going to the club, man. And, and man, I just, man, do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about, but I know what I'm talking about. I need to stop, man. I can feel it. Is there anyone in the room that felt God calling you? And I knew that God was tugging on me, but I wasn't, you know what we say? I'm not ready yet. Well, you better hurry up and get ready. I can remember I went to a club, got into a fight with a guy. Me and him fighting and stuff in the parking lot, and we got into a fight. Bam! Guy hits me in my eye. And uh, and I can remember telling my friends, God's trying to get my attention. It wasn't long after that I gave my life to Christ, and I look back, and I say, and I, and I just knew in my spirit that God was, was saying, yeah, don't blame everything on the devil. I'll back you in a corner Can I have, if I got to to get your attention. We have people in this church and that know that it wasn't the devil that arrested them. It was God that arrested them. Can I have an amen? They say, hey, you, got, you better stop. You better slow down. You better slow down. But, but when we embrace the fear of God, even as a church, and we know God loves us. Just like your kids. They know you love them, but every now and then you got to show them when they're out of line, out of love, that this is the wrong direction. And so what happens to us, but when we get the fear of God as individuals, as a local church, as a community, as a city, as a nation then we can start to gain access to his wisdom on how to do things and how to really prosper in the land. I love this verse. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Let's go to Proverbs chapter, chapter 10. Let's look at verse 31. This is also good. Look at verse 31. It says, the mouth of the righteous... Brings forth what? Wisdom. But the perverse tongue will be cut out. Mm. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. I've accessed the wisdom of God through the fear of the Lord. I realize that God is the one who gives me access to his wisdom as I learn to fear him. God through our relationships begins to our relationship begins to make me righteous with his righteousness. His righteousness begins to be formed in me. It begins to manifest and grow so that I'm not just declared righteous I become righteous with the righteousness that is from God and God continues to forge it in my life over time so that my lifestyle reflects righteousness on a day to day basis. And then I like this it says that out of my mouth as a result of this righteousness, moving and and active in my life, my mouth begins to bring forth wisdom. It's from that position of righteousness, right standing with God, right living before God, right perspective in the sight of God, that now God begins to cause his wisdom to bubble up out of my mouth. And now I become a treasure chest, if you will, to share wisdom with other people. And this is what God is looking for. Out of the mouth of the righteous brings forth, we see wisdom that springs forth. And so for every single one of us, even when we're thinking about wisdom, we also have to ask ourselves about righteousness. How am I doing in terms of righteousness in the sight of God? Am I trying to seek to obtain righteousness in my own strength, or am I allowing God's righteousness to become my righteousness? And then out of that position, God begins to use my mouth as an instrument to share. You look at, you look at Solomon, who wrote the majority of the book of Proverbs. Wisdom begins to spring, spring forth from him. He's, for a period of time, we know in the end of his life, he kind of went the wrong direction. But we see, for a period of time, God is really moving in his life. And he's sitting down and he's just writing. This is wisdom on paper. Just springs forth from you. When you get right with God. Getting right with God. Is going to cause all of us. To begin to be. Bearers and dispensers. Of the wisdom of God. This is what we want. It's not just you going to college. It's not just you. You know having a degree. And the DD's. And the this this after your name. Because the Bible says that. That John and, 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 and Peter and these indi- individuals, they were untrained and unlearned men, but they were wisdom men. Because why? They had a relationship with God. They allowed righteousness to spring forth. True wisdom comes through allowing God's righteousness to be forged in our lives. And the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. Get around righteous people, allow them, listen to them. Listen to them. Stop trying to prove how smart you are. Can I have an Amen? Amen. We gotta learn. Jesus went before the the, the teachers and he sat down at their feet and he listened and he asked them questions. Get around people that are that have done some things and you know and, and just let them speak. Bring a notepad. When I get around Pastor David, I, I'm always, my wife will tell you, but I know he's got a lot of wisdom. I want to hear what he has to say. I get around Apostle C. I get around these people. I wanna, I'm not trying to preach. I want to hear. I need some wisdom. I want you, as a matter of fact, I'm going to put a demand on your anointing. Open your mouth. Start talking. I want you got some stuff I need to hear. I know it's going to come out. You may be tired, but you need to keep on talking. Can I have an amen? I want to hear you. But what happens is we get in and we think we got to, we know everything. The best thing that you can do around righteous people, you know righteous then. Because out of their mouth is going to spring forth some wisdom. Just sit down and listen. I don't have anything to prove. I want to learn. Amen. I want wisdom. I want wisdom. Go to Proverbs 11. Look at this. Because this is tied into this area and issue of wisdom. Proverbs 11, verse 2. It says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is what? Wisdom. With the humble is wisdom. When pride comes, then comes shame. People get puffed up in, with pride because of their knowledge. People get puffed up with pride because of, you know, their life circumstances and issues. They don't like anybody talking to them. And they, it's hard for them to receive correction and instruction in their life. Because they're prideful people. They're arrogant people. They won't listen to anybody. But the Bible says that these individuals, eventually they'll end up with shame. But I love what it says. It says, but with the humble is wisdom. A person who has a humble heart in the sight of God, who has a humble heart at, a, around individuals. God dispenses wisdom to people like this. God causes people to dispense wisdom to people like this. Unfortunately, a lot of individuals, they like to correct, but they don't like to be corrected. We have to learn the value of getting in a place where, where humility becomes the essence of our very heart in the sight of God. We're pliable. We're moldable. We're, we're not rigid. We have to. Let me say this to you. We have to teach your children the value of humility. Let me say this to you guys. And I'm just going to say this. And, you know, I love y'all. And, and, and I praise God for, for everyone here. This is a privilege to stand here. But saints... Don't let your children talk back to you. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? I mean, our kids, I mean, let, now there's a, there's a stage of reasoning that they go in, they go through, but they reason with boundaries. Let them reason with boundaries. And when you say no, that means no. Can I have an amen? Why? Because what you want to do is what we want to do is teach our kids from a young age to value humility, to value correction and to understand that in from that place and position, our kids are going to access the wisdom of God and God will freely begin to dispense it to them in their classroom and in their life. Why? Because they're humble. we got to value this and, and, and even with us. As adults, it doesn't matter how old we are, we still need to be humble, amen, and take instruction. God is looking for us to be people of, of humility, and when we do this, what happens? We access wisdom.
1: Our production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing.